Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Very sad day around the NFL and sports today. Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown has died at the age of 87. We continue our coverage of his life and his death here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM at Channel 80. Candy and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance. Dr. Andre Snellings, myself, Michael Rothstein, we are in for Candy and Carlin today, but we go out to the phone to welcome in half of Candy and Carlin. Chris Carlin, thank you for taking a few minutes today on what's a very sad day around the world of sports. What was your reaction when you heard about Jim Brown's passing at age 87? Uh, I mean, you know, just sad like everybody else, uh, you know, a a guy that uh, meant so much to so many, uh, had a complicated uh, position, uh, no question, because there was bad that came with the good. There were accusations that came uh, with the good, but did so much for the communities, especially in Los Angeles. And listen, I did not see him play, but from so many who have, uh, one thing becomes clear. Number one, this easily could be, you can make the case for the greatest football player, at least in the 20th century. Um, at at the very least. And secondly, uh, just the fact that Jim Brown walked away from the game when he did in his prime um, because of a contract dispute, basically. Not even uh, when he told Art Modell, I'm going to be late, he was shooting the Dirty Dozen and had you know bad uh, weather. And if you guys talked about this, I apologize. But um, basically, Art Modell said, I'm going to fine you for every day that you're not here. And he said, okay, I I quit. I retire. And that was it. Um, You really got robbed of the entirety of what his career could have been. But from all accounts, by far the best running back to ever play the game. Yeah. And actually, to the vein of what you were just talking about, we work for ESPN, right? So it's sports entertainment. Jim Brown, not only was he one of the greatest running backs and athletes of all time, but he was filming the Dirty Dozen. He did kind of, in my mind, he was one of the first kind of athlete entertainers. Um, mm. Do you do you think that 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 we're seeing kind of his legacy in the LeBron Jameses and 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 the the other athletes that are making it more than just a game? in the entertainment area in addition to the activism. Yeah, Andre, I hadn't really thought about it, but I I think there's no question that he paved a road for that to happen to for I I don't know that there was intent behind it, but certainly you you started to see um athletes not just treated as athletes in that uh, you would see other qualities and what they were capable of. You would learn more about them personally. And when you got to see what some of their personalities were, um, people started to realize, hey, you know, maybe this is not just a person that fits into 
one particular box and you could go and expand your career uh, outside of that to include entertainment. I, I think that's uh, absolutely fair in, in so many ways. And, you know, just the the work that Jim Brown did with gangs in Los Angeles, with um, the the black community, everything he did to raise awareness for that also became such a big part. I mean, you think about the the people that were around at the time and the high profile athletes. It's Jim Brown. It's Muhammad Ali. It, it's it's athletes like that who were stepping forward and using their voices for the first time. And I think that is a huge part of this, that uh, they spoke out for what was right and what was wrong. We're talking to Chris Carlin, one half of the ho- the show, one half of the show, Kenny and Carlin, here on ESPN Radio. Of course, this is Kenny and Carlin right now, alongside Andre Snellings and Michael Rothstein. And I, I want to go back to football for a minute because it's one of the things we've talked to a couple guests about over the last hour and a half or so since we learned that Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown passed away at age 87. Do you think that Jim Brown would have been just as effective today on the field? Oh, I think so. And I think when you look at the physicality aspect of it, that's why. He was a freight train. I mean, this is somebody that was 6'2", 232 pounds. Um, Think about, you know, when we talk about running backs and and the amount of carries that they have – you know, he was tops in the league virtually every year uh, in terms of carries. Only went over 300 once for his career. But the physicality with which he ran, uh, no question would have translated. Um, when you are running over people and you are running to the outside with the speed and power combination that Jim Brown had, really the the only speed and power combinations that I think that we have ever seen that you could really compare to Jim Brown would be two guys. And and one, I, I don't think we got to see neither uh, as much as we should have of either. One is Earl Campbell, and the other would be Bo Jackson. I think those three guys, in terms of their running style and what they were and what they were capable of doing, it just seemed as if the most difficult thing to do with Jim Brown was to bring him down to the ground. It was to try to finish him off in a tackle uh, by far was the most difficult thing uh, that you could do. The, the Just the most pressing, uh, the most impressive part of his game was that physicality. And the, the one thing, too, that kind of sticks out is I remember watching the Sports Century about Jim Brown uh, that ESPN used to produce. It was so, so great. Uh, you know, 15 years ago or so, 20 years ago. And uh, you would hear Jim Brown talk about when he would get up. And he would get up from the ground so slowly, on purpose, so that the opponent would think that, that maybe they had finally done a little bit of damage, which they never had. He would always take his time. It was never, I'm going to spring back up to show you you didn't do anything. It was, yeah, I'll, I'll let you think that you did something. But you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to Chris Carlin, one half of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Andre Snellings and Michael Ralston. We're, of course, talking about the 
death of Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown, who passed away Friday at age 87. When you look at the long list of accomplishments, Carlin, and, and there are many in, in football, outside of the game, in lacrosse, we had Jim Beheim on earlier and he talked about Jim Brown as a basketball player. Which one maybe stands out the most to you? Well, I, you know, the impact that he made as an athlete, I think it's clear, was on the football field. If lacrosse had been a major sport, um, I don't think we would have been able to comprehend how good of a lacrosse player he was. Uh, lacrosse is something that I covered, and in central New York, uh, I went to a school about an hour to the west of Syracuse uh, called Hobart College, which was a Division three powerhouse for a long time. And when you talk about the legacy of somebody as an athlete, the first thing that they will talk about uh, up in the central New York region is his lacrosse ability, which was just staggering. And, and how great of a lacrosse player he was uh, out on Long Island as well uh, growing up. Um, by most accounts, he was a better lacrosse player than football player. Uh, but again, that this was not a sport that was going to pay the bills by any stretch. So when you look at the numbers, what he did in his career, the fact that um, he led the league in rushing as many times as he did virtually every year but one in his career, it is remarkable uh, that he was able to continue to do it. And there was still clearly, when we talk about running backs getting uh, you know, worn down and they're only good for four or five years now, go look at Jim Brown and everything that he did up until the age of 30, and it still feels like we were robbed of the very best. He was averaging five and a half yards a carry in his last year where he rushed for 1,500 yards. In 14 games. In 14 games, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, it's just absurd. I, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that Jim Brown did on any sort of field that are absurd. You mentioned lacrosse. Growing up on Long Island myself, going to Syracuse where Jim Brown played, obviously, many decades after Jim Brown. Like, that was just all you heard about. Well, yeah, you know what Jim Brown means up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. up there, it is – I've been trying to think over the last hour and a half or so of a good example like of, of what it would mean. Like, I mean, Caitlin Clark maybe to Iowa in women's basketball or – you know, trying to from from a lacrosse perspective. Can yeah. you think of one? Can like uh, maybe uh, one of the swimmers from Stanford? Uh, yeah, like th- that's what I'm trying to think of to kind of put in that perspective. Yeah, I mean, the only other if we're going to talk about lacrosse, I mean, the Gate brothers right. and the Powell brothers all played on that level at Syracuse. Um, but at the same time, I from from everything we can tell, the physicality again. With which he played. Can you imagine 6'2, 230 pounds coming at you with a little cross stick? Hmm. No, I, I can, <laughs> and I, it is frightening. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's beyond frightening. So, um, he, he, to me, his impact and, and the, the good that he did socially um, at a time in uh, a city like Los Angeles in particular that um, was just so torn. Uh, in the 80s and 90s in uh, the race issues that that city had and what he did to try to, you know, build bridges and and to stand up for what was right, I I think that kind of stands above everything else that Jim Brown was about. Yeah, so um, as we talk about kind of some of the Bill Brasky-esque numbers that that he put up in his career – 
one thing I was looking, and as far as I can tell, he never missed a game. Like, he played nine seasons, and I think he played and started the max number of games all nine seasons. And so I'm a numbers guy. You know, yeah. I said, okay, well, he was playing 12-game seasons, 14-game seasons. What if you just multiplied that out to 16, right? And, and he played till he was 29. What if he played till he was 32? Yeah. Even if he missed a handful of games, I'm seeing over 18,000 yards rushing. Oh, yeah. Know? And so my question, we got all the unbreakable records. You had, you know, Babe Ruth and then Hank Aaron for the home runs in baseball or, you know, things that Wilt Chamberlain did or Kareem scoring in, in basketball. Would anybody have ever broken his records if he played a full career with, with, with that type of 16-game schedule? I mean, Emmett Smith ended up at, at 18,355. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I that's, was a that's a, but here's the point. Like, it took a player like Emmett Smith for that to be the case. So he would have been the only one really in the neighborhood. When you look at the top five running backs of all time, first of all, you've got a guy that's a compiler in terms of yards. You've got a guy that's a compiler that none of us would ever consider a top five running back, period. And Frank Gore, very good, but put up 16,000 yards over you know a ridiculous amount of time. Um, Walter Payton is 15, 1,600 yards behind Emmett Smith uh, all time. So think about that. You extrapolate that out with Jim Brown, just the fact that he sits at 11th in the amount of years and games that he played, when you look at the players who are in the top 10, all of which uh, played at a time when there were 16 games in a league, it, is, it makes the accomplishments even more remarkable. There's really nobody else from his time uh, in the top 25. And, you know... Uh, the only one who would have come close in terms of, uh, you know, production or whatever would have been O.J. Simpson, but that was years after. You know, that was that was in the 70s. Jim Brown quit in 1966. I mean, think about that. He, he quit in 1966, and he walked away at age 29 with 12,300 yards, and he's still in the top 12 all time. That's absurd. That's just – it's – it's just so impressive with what he was able to do and still had so much left uh, in his body at the time. We're talking to Chris Carlin, one half of Kenny and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Kenny and Carlin as always presented by Progressive Insurance. But Carlin, to that point, two things. One, people forget that he considered coming back at age 47 because Franco Harris was threatening his mark. 47. <laughs> and you want to know what? He probably still could have had like an 800-yard season, 900-yard season then. But to me, had he played a full-ish career, like extrapolated out, right? I think his numbers would have been like Jerry Rice's because Jerry Rice is, what, 4,500, 4, 5,000 clear of Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah. Right now, I mean, yeah. like in terms of that, that's how good Jim Brown was. And really, that's the name that often you hear compared. Are guys like Jerry Rice. Like, that's where it sits in terms of greatest players in the game ever. Yeah, and, and that's what we're talking about. You know, I believe that that those were one and two, Rice being number one uh, as a top player in the 20th century. You want to, ex- you want to talk about players that have played since. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is obviously Tom Brady. Um, but... I, I don't know that comparing these guys 
uh, as players. Even Brown and Rice, for that matter, is fair to Brown because it's kind of apples and oranges because of all the differences in the game and and what the, the Cleveland Browns were with Jim Rice. It's not like there was any mystery to what they were going to do. You, you knew what they were going to do. Yeah. You knew what was coming every single play, and it did not matter. Nope. Not at all. I mean, man, like when you look at Jim Brown's numbers, right, he averaged 104.3 yards a game. Every year but two, he averaged over 100 yards a game. Like, it was just remarkable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and we're, we've talked a lot about the yards. The man had more touchdowns than games played. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's another thing because with both Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice, they had very long careers as well as playing, you know, the 16 games instead of 12 or 14. It's like, can you extrapolate out scoring more than a touchdown a game over those lengths of types of careers? It'd be like John Stockton assists or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. just those types of records that's just so far out there. Yeah, I, they were numbers that – um if it had been, and again, it's hard to say um, with any degree of certainty, uh, but if Jim Brown had played today, I have no question he still uh, would have ended up being the greatest running back of all time. And I don't think if Jim Brown played today, we would have been talking about the lack of importance to running backs <laughs> that we are now. I, I don't think, I, I, I feel confident in saying, uh, if Jim Brown had been drafted today, he would have been drafted first overall. <laughs> yeah, I think that the argument that we have heard that we heard last month when we were talking about the NFL draft about positional value with B. John Robinson and Jamar Gibbs, you can throw positional value right out the door because uh, this is how good this guy Jim Brown was. Because remember, this is a time when they were not throwing the ball all that much. He still had two seasons where he had over forty catches. Like he had yeah. almost twenty five hundred receiving yards in his career. Twice the MVP of the NFL. He just he was something else, man. I, listen, I never saw him play, obviously, but he he was something something else entirely, Carlin. Yeah, uh, and I wish that I had seen him play. Yeah, uh, there are not many athletes. I mean, there have been you know the Babe Ruths, the the Joe DiMaggio's, people like that. But I can count on two hands the amount of athletes that I truly wish that came before my time that I had gotten to see play, and Jim Brown certainly would have been one of them. There's no doubt about that. Hey, Carlin, thank you so much for taking some time on what's a really difficult day in the sports world, man. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Chris. That, of course, Chris Carlin, one half of this show, Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Andre Snellings. I'm Michael Rothstein. And coming up, more about the life and death of Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown, who died Friday at age 87 years old. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. 
Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, some somber news to pass along from the world of sports. Jim Brown, the legendary running back from the NFL, has died. You could never reduce Jim Brown to just a football player, but if you wanted to talk about him as a football player, you would probably start as the greatest football player of all time. But after those nine NFL seasons, he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1971, and the rest of his life he spent as an activist during the Civil Rights era and also there in South Central Los Angeles. Jim Brown was 87 years old. Jim Brown... On a very short list, and that share, that list might be two or three, maybe four people long of the best football players ever, all time. Jim Brown leaves us today, age 87, the Pro Football Hall of Fame running back, has died. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM at Channel 80, alongside Andre Snellings, I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for Kenny and Carlin today. This, as you're going to hear now, is the official ESPN obituary for Jim Brown. To be clear, this was made for television, but we are playing this on the radio. And you'll hear from former teammates and opponents of Jim Brown in this piece. So here you go, and I hope you learned something. He did not try to go around me. My face mask was mashed completely against my face. Didn't hurt me. Just just crushed my face mask, a metal face mask. My helmet came down and cut my nose, broke my nose, and the enamel popped off my teeth. That's how hard I hit him. Knocked me cold. I got to the, in the backfield, and I nailed Jim Brown right in his track, and he drug me like 10 yards down the field. I mean, you don't drag me down the field. And I beat him. I beat him on the leg. With an unusual combination of size, strength, and speed, Jim Brown led the NFL in rushing for all but one of his nine seasons. Three of those years led the Cleveland Browns to the league championship game, winning it in 1964. 
Brown's popularity and rugged exterior translated well to the silver screen. In 1966, Brown was picked to star in the movie The Dirty Dozen. The production was frequently delayed by rain, which kept Brown out of Cleveland's training camp. Owner Art Modell gave Brown an ultimatum, return to the team or leave permanently. After hinting at retirement, the man widely considered the greatest football player of all time officially retired in July of 1966. I had exhausted my ability to play football. I didn't want to play anymore. I wanted to do other things. When I left, I was cool. You know, it was, it was okay. He was almost obsessed uh, with the thought that he did not want to hang on playing professional football long beyond his time. He wanted to be remembered uh, as the great running back who was at the top of his game when he walked away from it. Brown continued his on-screen career with several action roles in the 1970s. The first time I saw his face, it was in a movie. That's who I want to be like. That's who I want to look like. I want to walk like him. He inspired me more than any athlete, Jimmy Brown. But Brown's legacy is far more than football or acting. He started several programs to empower African Americans during the civil rights movement of the 1960s and later began the AmeriCAN program, which sought to rehabilitate young inmates in American prisons. It was a touch of irony for a man who ran into trouble with the law several times. Brown had been charged, though never convicted, in five domestic abuse cases since the 1960s. I think that you have to like do many things and enjoy quality of life and most of all put something back into the society that uh, puts something in you. That was the ESPN obituary on television of Jim Brown, who died today at age 87, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Andre Snellings and Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for Canty and Carlin today. Here's a statement from D and Jimmy Haslam, the owners of the Cleveland Browns on the passing of Jim Brown. And I quote, Jim Brown is a true icon of not just the Cleveland Browns, but the entire NFL. He was certainly the greatest to ever put on a Browns uniform and arguably one of the greatest players in NFL history. Jim was one of the reasons the Browns have such a tremendous fan base today. So many people grew up watching him just dominate every time he stepped onto the football field, but his countless accolades on the field only tell a small part of his story. His commitment to making a positive impact for all of humanity off the field is what he should also be known for. In the time we've spent with Jim, especially when we first became a part of the Browns, we learned so much from him about the unifying force sports can be and how to use sports as a vehicle for change while making a positive impact in the community. Jim broke down barriers just as he broke tackles. He fought for civil rights, brought athletes from all different sports together to use their platform for good. Many thought Jim retired from football too soon, but he always did it his way. From the football field to Hollywood to his work and athlete activism, Jim always played the leading role. His devotion of fighting racial injustice, improving education for youth, and positively impacting the many lives he has through his Can program has left a lasting legacy well beyond all he accomplished on the field. Jim Brown is the Cleveland Browns, and our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Monique, his children, 
an entire family, as well as all those who mourn this immense loss. Again, that from D and Jimmy Haslam, the owners of the Cleveland Browns, on the passing of Jim Brown, the Pro Football Hall of Fame running back, activist, lacrosse player at age 87 here on Friday. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. When you hear that statement, Dre, what's the thing that stands out the most? Yeah, for me, it's it's the, the combination of the video game athletic accomplishments because sports have, has always been a huge part of my life and the activism. Again, I was a, a, a young black boy growing up in the generations after Jim Brown came through as a football player. So I never got to see him as a football player, but I got to see his activism and I got to see the results of previous activism and I've I've mentioned it on the show a couple of times now, just that image of that summit with Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali and Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And they're sitting literally and figuratively at the table and saying, we are at the table and you have to address us as people and as equals. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it, because that's that the, the life that I live today would not have been possible if not for the sacrifices of what people were doing then. And Jim Brown was one of those that was leading and helping with the sacrifices of, of, of that era that, that, you know, have just changed the way that this country has gone. I think it's also been a precursor to what we've seen in the past few years with athletes being more active, whether it has been the U S women's national team mm-hmm. for equal pay, whether it has been, Many athletes after the George Floyd killing in Minneapolis uh, almost almost a handful of years ago now, there has been, I think, the last five years, a renewed activism among athletes that we are seeing. You know, no more shut up and dribble type situation. And so much of that goes, I think, back to Jackie Robinson and Jim Brown and Kareem. And they were the ones who really started that and kind of showed that it was okay to do that if you are an athlete and okay to take a stand. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Coming up next, we're going to have more on the life and death of Pro Football Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown, who passed away today at age 87. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Bad news in the world of sports today. Jim Brown, the Pro Football Hall of Fame running back, the actor, the activist, the lacrosse player, passes away today at age 87. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. I'm neither Canty nor Carlin alongside Andre Snellings. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for the guys today. And uh, on a very sad day in the world of sports, uh, Jim Brown, one of the best players in the history of football. It's a very short list that he would be on along with Jerry Rice and maybe Tom Brady, and maybe Randy Moss. And, uh, you know, that, that list ends up being very, very, very short. Best running back in the history of pro football. Passes away today at age 87. And Howard Bryant, ESPN.com senior writer, was on with us earlier and he explained a little bit about what Jim Brown meant off of the field. It's important to remember that black athletes before that group were expected to be quiet. They were expected to be docile. They were expected to be grateful. They were not expected at all to advocate for themselves or for anybody else. And I think that's one of the things that's really most important to remember about Jim Brown is that a lot of the things Jim Brown talked about, he wasn't talking about them for himself. He was rich and he was famous and he was gifted and was an athletic genius. And so, so many of those things he was fighting for were for people who had it worse off than him. That was Howard Bryan, ESPN.com's senior writer and Dre, when you know, we were on earlier when Howard talked about it, about that part of Jim Brown's legacy then, when you hear it now after a couple of hours of talking about Jim Brown, what, what's, is, there, is there something else that like in the last three hours that's really hit you about, about Jim Brown and his legacy? Yeah, I mean, well, we, we, we've talked a lot about it ourselves. Just, you know, his legacy was multi-layered and, and complicated in ways, but so powerful. The... The you know when we were talking last segment about how activism, sports activism, athlete activism, Jim Brown was one of the pioneers of that, and then we jumped to today with you know moving past shut up and dribble and the athletes being more activist today. But there was I think of a long period in between there, you know, in the eighties and nineties, kind of the more commercial time when athletes weren't speaking out like this, and so for the the current generation to be doing more and and using their voices more is to me a tribute and a throwback to Jim Brown because he 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 had to be the pioneer for them to look at even after decades may have gone past With, without question and when you look at some of what Jim Brown did what he did and Kareem did and Bill Russell did and Muhammad Ali did set the path for 
I think this current generation of activist athlete, whether it's for equal pay, which we've seen with the U.S. Women's National Team, which we've seen with female fighters like Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron and Michaela Mayer and Amanda Serrano and Clarissa Shields, to everything that all athletes really have done in the wake of the George Floyd killing five years ago. All of those things can stem back to that Cleveland conference, the Cleveland Summit, and what happened since then. Tony Rizzo, Cleveland sports radio host, was on earlier, and he explained how Cleveland is reacting to the loss of their best football player ever. Jim Brown was not only the greatest Cleveland Brown. A lot of people will argue that he was one of the greatest football players ever. And he played in such a different time. Not only was he a pro athlete, and none of the money was back then like it is now. He was a civil rights advocate. He was a good actor. He had some great films. I hope people will go back and watch some of the films he made. And he always represented our franchise um, very, very well. So a lot of our audience is younger, and they only get to see Jim Brown. And I hate this guys, that it's in slow motion because it does not do justice as to what a great football player he was as well as a man. There's no question about that, at least the football player portion of it and so much of what he did for just the communities that he was in. A lot of people talk about what he did for the homelessness crisis in Los Angeles. You look at some of the, the numbers about Jim Brown from a football perspective. Nine-year NFL career, the Browns had a winning record in each of them. He made the Pro Bowl every year. He's the NFL Rookie of the Year in 1957, won MVP in 1957, and in his last season in 1965. Led the NFL in rushing in eight of his nine years. He never missed a game in his career. Think about this, Dre. He ran for 100 yards in 58 of 118 games Yeah, in the regular season. Like, what running back is doing that now? Maybe Derrick Henry? Maybe. And even then, that might be a stretch because Derrick Henry hasn't been playing, you know, every game of every season. Yeah. And, and so, you know, a couple things there. As we've talked about how he was, say, leading the NFL in rushing in eight out of nine seasons, I, I think we need to look at the scale, like the scope of, like, because he wasn't just leading. He was obliterating. Like the, in his final season, yes, he led the NFL in rushing with 1,544 yards, but that was almost 700 more yards than second place, who was, oh, by the way, a guy we've heard of in Gale Sayers. So, I mean, it's like he was almost lapping the field in, in, in some of these uh, seasons. He wasn't just leading. He was just out on an island. And I think the other thing along that lines is he was a three-time NFL MVP, but he's the only non-quarterback in NFL history to win the the award that that many times. And we've talked about how is the running back position devalued in today's game. And But in the history of running backs, long before there was any devaluation, he was still the only one that's won it three times outside of, of, of the quarterbacks. Well, I'll give you one better. So in his career high rushing season, he had 1,863 yards in 1963. The, the next closest guy was Jim Taylor from Green Bay, who had 1,018 yards. Yeah. like I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. That's how good he was. By the way, he did not win MVP that year. Why a Tittle won the MVP award that year in 1963. So he should have been maybe MVP even another time, besides the couple of times that he ended up being an MVP. 
eight rushing titles, most in NFL history. When he retired, he led the NFL all-time in career touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, yards per rush, best season in NFL history rushing. Just so many records that he held. Coming up, we're going to have more on the incredible life and death of Jim Brown here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.